Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Coffee and Chat Bosses podcast. My name is Richard Spencer. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. And of course, this is the podcast where we talk about enjoying life, getting things done. And uh, speaking about enjoying life, this is Super Bowl weekend. This is one of my favorite weekends of the year. I'm pretty sure that all of you out there or most of you out there are getting ready for the Super Bowl. Either you're ready and excited to see Tom Brady to get another ring or you just hoping and hoping and hoping uh, that he lose again like he lost last year. And I'm pretty sure uh, most of us, most of us got different types of traditions when it comes to Super Bowl. So for me and my wife, Mainly because uh, during Super Bowl season or during football season in general, I get a little too excited when it comes to football. So I started screaming. I started jumping around. I started walking around, marching around my my living room. And in those situations, I don't like people seeing me doing those kind of things. You know, I get when I when I have a burst of energy, a burst of emotion, um, I want my wife to be the, to be the only one that see that. So our family tradition it's mainly just staying home, ordering crab legs. That's our favorite thing to eat during the Super Bowl. And her making a, a dish, a, a dip for chips and things like that. So that's our family tradition when it comes to Super Bowls. I know a lot of people like and get together, getting around like friends and family and just, you know, at the fool and, and just, just be loud and have fun. And that's cool. And I love that. It's just my my loudness is a little too loud. So I'm going to keep that at home, and I'm going to keep that between me and my wife and my kids. But uh, I'm excited, man. The New England Patriots is back at it. I think this is their ninth Super Bowl that they participate in. Like, let that sink in. Nine Super Bowls. Whether you love or hate the New England Patriots, and I, I happen to like them a lot, there's no denying that they are very consistent at achieving greatness. Like whether or not they lose, a lot of the times that is beyond their control. Um, and remember that word control. We're going to speak about that more later in the podcast. They perform to the best of their abilities as much as possible. And because of that, they have consistently been giving themselves an opportunity to reach their ultimate goal. And I just want to say, whether or not you're a big uh, Patriots fan or whether or not you're a big Patriots hater, like I'm the type of person that I like to get wisdom and encouragement from any situation. So get encouragement and get get some kind of knowledge. Get, find a way to view the New England Patriots and allow that to motivate you. Like, man, they went to nine Super Bowls based on hard work, consistency, and faith. So that's awesome, man. And and Rams, I wish y'all the best of luck. I mean, I am going for the Patriots. There's no question about that. And my prediction is going to be 31 to 23. I don't know how no, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get 23 points, but that that's that's my plan. 31 to 23, New England Patriots. It's going to be somewhat of a close game, but the game is going to seem more dominated by the Patriots than the score actually indicates. So we talked about uh, Super Bowl. We know that the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots 
throughout this entire year, this this season in the NFL, um, they have performed at a high level, right? And with us and with this and with this podcast, one of the things that we want to do is to have high performance. So because of that, I've discovered a, a journal, a journal called the High Performance Journal. And it's by a guy named Brandon Burchard. I'm hoping I say his name right. What's up, Brandon? If you if somehow you hear this podcast, let me know whether or not I say your name correctly. But uh he have a, a he has a book called High Performance Habits. And I've read that. I read that a few times and I listened to the audio a few times i highly recommend you get that book and one of my plans is after we done with this series that we're currently on with the obstacle is the way i want our probably the next one or two books to beat high performance habits because it's an amazing amazing book that talk about what certain habits um high performance use to achieve greatness but anyway um, this high performance journal is now a part of my my daily routine. Uh, so for those of you that have been a part of the Coffee and Chat Bosses podcast for a while, you know that I normally do what we call the gratitude journal. So that answer basic questions each morning, like uh, what am I grateful for? Um, we also answer questions like what will make today great? I just list three things that I think I need to get done to make today great. And I also talk about uh, an affirmation like I am, like I am special. I am smart. I am beautiful. So I, I, I still got that in my heart. I still, I still have that spiritually in my heart. But each morning now, instead of doing a gratitude journal, I'm actually moving on to the high performance journal. Um, and this is awesome. The way it breaks it down is amazing and it fits the way I, I view life. Like each day you have a journal, you have a, a morning journal and you have an evening journal. And then at the end of the week, you also have a weekly review. Right. Um, and he kind of breaks it down. He has three components to it. So the first part is the weekly learning review. So this is the time in which you kind of look back at life, view what happened throughout that week and gain lessons and wisdom from the events and situations that you have been a part of during that week. So one of the questions that he asks is, what are three great things that happened to me last week? And that kind of goes back to the things that I'm grateful for. What what are three things that happened to you that was great? Um, One example is all of the higher ups at my company came down and we had a all hands on meeting in Augusta for the first time. Like that was pretty cool to me just to see all of the, the executives come down and spend time with us and have lunch with us and uh, have a meeting with everybody within the company. That was an awesome thing to be a part of. Another thing that he asked is uh, the main struggle I faced this past week was. So one of the things that I faced last week that I struggled with was my exercise habits, right? Like I, I talked about exercise and energy, and I'm going to talk about it more in later podcasts, but I do value health. I do value the way I eat. I value the way that I exercise, but I really struggled. Part of that was because I didn't get as much sleep as I wanted to because I was taking care of my little uh, sweet three-year-old. She had a fever for a couple of days, and me and my wife had to take care of her. So I, I really struggled with those things. And within the weekly learning review, he has a few more questions. 
The second component to that is the weekly life review. So I really like this. This is a time in which you kind of review all the areas of your life. So you kind of review your health, you review your family, you review your relationship with your friends, you uh, review your finances. It's kind of give you a holistic view of your life and how things went within your roles for that last week. And then finally, he talks about the weekly review. He talks about, and this comes to the high performing habits that I mentioned in the book. Like he mentioned things like uh, generate energy. Like, did you sleep well last week? Did you exercise? Did you eat properly? He also talks about develop influence. Like, did you influence people to become the best version of themselves? Or did you kind of shy away and allow people to go along a path that might not be in their best interest? So, Going forward, this is going to be a major part of the Coffee and Chat Boxes podcast. So my plan is for each week, um, I'm going to relate to you my weekly learning review, my weekly life review, and my weekly review when it comes to high performance habits, right? And then I'm also going to, on Instagram, either through posts or through stories, I want to share my morning journal and my evening journal as well. And the two things I like about doing that is, one, it kind of puts myself out there. I want to share my life with you all. I want to share my my success with you all. I want to share my failures with you all um, because it kind of makes it a little bit more real in a way. Like, there's no way to sugar, there's no reason why we sugarcoat life. We need to face life for what it is and, and what it ain't. So in order to put a little bit more pressure on myself, and in order to kind of share life and let you know, like, we're on this journey together, journey together, right? Like, I haven't made it to the place that I want to be in life. I want to share that on social media. So make sure you follow Coffee and Chat Boxes on Instagram. And you're going to get some stories. You're going to get some posts about how my daily life is going. And feel free to share with me yours, too. Like, leave a comment. Do things like that. Um, I'm really excited about that. So um, if you... I'm going to leave a, a, a link in the show notes. So make sure if you, if you don't mind, check out High Performance Journal. I think it's it's a good way to re, to make plans and also review life. Like a lot of times we go forward, we go forward, we make moves, we try to progress, but we don't take a step back and see how things are going. Like the only time that we view how things are going is when we are in trouble or things are going or aren't going the way that we want it to go. So let, instead of doing that, let's let's look at life on a daily schedule, on a weekly schedule and make tweets and, and uh, corrections in a time that we need to. So, yeah, high performance journal. Um, and, and speaking of high performance. This uh this podcast is coffee and chat boxes, right? It's, it's two components of that. It's the coffee. Um, it's the chat boxes. And now I want to switch to the coffee part. So uh, as you know, I got my blue bottle subscription. Um, I got a new batch in and I'm going to destroy this name, but I'm going to go ahead and go with it. Uh, it is called the Guatemala Hui Hui Tanaga La Esperanza. <laughs> so once you listen to this podcast and you let me know how I was terrible with that pronunciation. Feel free to correct me so I can pronounce it uh, correctly going forward. Um, but anyway, the one thing I do know about this coffee is that one, it's good. But uh, two, 
it is uh, named for hope form. So uh, the the place where this coffee comes from is from uh, is a farm owned by Don Otto Hurrara and his son Octavio. Now the interesting thing about this farm was that the land where this coffee came from um, it was decimated years ago by a coffee fungus named Roya. So they had all of this land with all of this coffee, and it was just destroyed by something that was totally beyond their control. And notice that word again, and I'm going to talk about it more later on, control. Think about that. So they don't have all of the land that they once had, right? They lost a lot of land because of that coffee fungus. But that did not stop them. They are still producing coffee. So the thing about their situation is that they can't control everything about producing coffee, right? They can't control the fact that there's a fungus called warrior that came and destroyed their land. But they managed to control the things that they can control, and they also made the best out of the situation. Um, and I will say thank you so much to Don and Octavio, Octavio for continuing on um, the process of making this wonderful coffee. Um, and it has... Some unique taste, like you could taste a little bit of uh, pistachio um, and toffee. Uh, and according to Blue Bottle, it has a taste of orange meringue. Now, I don't quite sure how orange meringue tastes, but you could kind of use your imagination uh, to understand how orange meringue tastes. And of course, I have a new coffee coffee mug. It is uh, a blue mug, a really unique color blue, um, a round shape, a little short. Um, it could hold a whole bunch of coffee, which I like. Uh, and the message on it to, is called, Today is Your Day. And I want us to remember that every day is our day. Like, there are some certain days that we feel that, and then certain days like, it just seems like everything just goes wrong. But I want to know that whether it's a perfect day or whether it's a very hard day, the fact that we are alive, the fact that we get to go to sleep tonight and wake up and view another day is amazing and it's a blessing. Um, and we all should take the good and the bad and appreciate life for what it is. So now let's talk about some, some good news, right? Like the Super Bowl is cool. We got some good news on that. There's a lot of bad news that's going on in the world, like a lot of craziness, a lot of people <laughs> doing crazy stuff in 1980s yearbooks and all kind of crazy stuff. But um, let's talk about some good news real quick. So the Super Bowl is coming up, right? So we have the L.A. Rams and we have the New England Patriots. So there's a football player by the name of Brandon Cooks, super fast guy. He actually used to play for the New Orleans Saints. But amazingly, he also used to play for the New England Patriots as well. But now he plays for the L.A. Rams. Um, so he gets to play against his former team, which is absolutely amazing and cool at the same time. But what's even cooler than that is that this guy, so I think the way it works is that each football player gets a certain number of football tickets uh, to give out. And according to Brandon Cooks, and I'm pretty sure that this is the case for every last football player that plays in the Super Bowl, he had a whole bunch of people asking for those tickets, right? Because he could just practically give them away to anyone that he wants to. So he had to tell a whole bunch of people no, a whole bunch of people no. But what's amazing about what he did was 
he did decide on a person to give at least one or two tickets to. And that person happens to be the team's janitor for the L.A. Rams. So here's a guy. He's a team janitor. He, he keeps the place clean. He works hard. He does his job day in and day out. He doesn't get to go to the Super Bowl with the team, right? Like, imagine that you're working for a Super Bowl team, but you don't get to go to the Super Bowl. But Brandon Cooks, out of the kindness of his heart, gave him a Super Bowl ticket. And there's a video. I'm going to include it in the show notes. Like, it did definitely had me teary-eyed, right? Like, just to see a guy, a millionaire, one of the best football players in the world, Give tickets that's worth thousands and thousands of dollars to a janitor. It's amazing, absolutely amazing to me. Because to me, what Brandon Cooks is saying is that it doesn't matter what job you have. It doesn't matter what position that, you, that you're in. I will recognize you as an amazing person. I will recognize the job that you do as an amazing person, right? Like, if you're a teacher... Like when it comes to the world, right? Let, let's let's take a world view for a second. You have a football player or a basketball player, and you have a teacher. The world a lot of times value that football player more so than a teacher, right? Like even if that teacher puts in amazing effort, works 10, 15, 16, 17 hours a, a week. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, not a week, a day. I'm putting in work, taking time out, working one-on-one with the students, doing everything they possibly can to make the future generations succeed. When it comes to salary, when it comes to fame, the world values the football player more so than the teacher, even more so than the computer program of anybody or that matter. But Brandon Cook, he's not taking a world view. He's recognizing the greatness of this janitor. He said that a janitor keeps the locker room in tip-top shape, right? So what can we take from this? What can we take from this uh, situation? Uh, The one thing that I see is that do your job. Like, even if you don't get to shine, even if you're not the person that gets to put on the helmet and play in front of thousands of people in person and then millions of people on TV, even if you don't have... 2.5 million followers on Instagram and Facebook and and Twitter. Even if you don't have all the fame, even if you don't have all the money, you still should do your job. You still should be excellent at what you do, right? Because no matter what situation you're in, it's a blessing to be in that situation because there's always someone else that's in a tougher situation that you're in. So let's do our job. Let's be excellent in what we do, even if we don't get the shine. And Alfonso, that's his name, by the way. His, the, the janitor's name is Alfonso. Alfonso values his job and serves others with quality and love. And because of that, he got a reward. Now, what's amazing about that is that I'm pretty sure that Alfonso didn't expect a football player to give him a Super Bowl ticket. So that shows me that we should, we should, we really should, we really should serve others. We really should value our job and do it with quality and love. And I truly believe if you do that, you will have some type of reward. You might not get a Super Bowl ticket, right? Like I'm going to do my best job possible being a podcaster. I don't expect to get a Super Bowl ticket, 
from the results of that. But I'm still going to do the best I can. I'm still going to research. I'm still going to read books. I'm still going to share what I learned with you all because I value this position that I'm in. And I want to serve each and every one of you with quality and love. So now let's talk about the main thing I want to talk about today. And I've been talking about it a little bit. I have given you a little preview. And the topic of today is control. Now, most of you that if you've been a part of coffee and chat boxes for a while, you do know that we're in we're in the series. Like the way that coffee and chat boxes is currently structured is that we take a book and we kind of dissect it, we read it, we understand it, and we see what lessons we can apply to our day-to-day lives to become better people, to enjoy life more, and to get things done. So this quote comes from the book called The Obstacle is the Way. That's the current book that we're reading. And this quote comes from Epictetus. So um, it's not too long, but I want you to really pay attention and soak it in from what I'm about to say. In life... Our first job is this, to divide and distinguish things into two categories. Externals, which I cannot control, but the choices I make with regard to them, I do control. Where will I find good and bad? In me and my choices. So, as humans, we are really good at making categories. Um. And the easiest way to see that is race, right? Like, as humans, we automatically categorize each other already by the skin, by the color of our skin and where we born at. So we have race. That's different categories, right? We have white, we have black, uh, we have Hispanic. Uh, we have so many types of races that we have. We have nationalities, right? We have Americans, we have Asians, we have Africans, uh, we have Europeans. We have so many types of nationalities. And even breaking it down even lower than that, we divide people up into different categories when it comes to good and bad, right? Like, let's, let's do an exercise. Name three or four people in your head, or you can say it out loud, I don't care. Uh, name three or four people that you consider really good people. Now, I want you to name three or four uh, bad people. I hate saying the word bad people, but let's say bad people. Bad people that you don't like to be around. Name three or four people that you consider uh, negative in your life. All right, cool. All right. Now, let's make another list. Let's make a list of your favorite movies. Ready, set, go. All right. So that's good. Let me see. Some of my favorite movies are Ninja Turtles 2. I remember being in second grade. My uncle got us out of school early. Uh, me and my cousins and my brother, we got in the back of a car. It was raining. And we got to see Ninja Turtles 2. And that was my first time seeing Super Shredder. And that man was no joke. So Ninja Turtles 2 is one of my favorites. Um, now, what I want you to do is make a list of movies that you absolutely hate. All right, cool. So as you can see, with you, with us, with us in general, as humans, we are really good at categorizing and dividing stuff up. So now let's take, let's use those categorizing skills and make it work for us. Let's use these categorizing skills to um, make life easier and, and 
hopefully more, how can I say, understandable. When you look back at that quote, what Epictetus is saying is that there are two categories when it come, comes to life, and we have to take advantage of viewing those categories. The first category is things that we cannot control, right? So that's category number one. Category number two is things that we can control. So let's, let's, let's kind of go back in reverse. Let's, let's look at things that we can control. And this list comes from the obstacle is the way. One of the things that we control is our emotions. Now, I know it doesn't seem like that, but once you get control of your mind, once you get into things like meditation um, and things like that and taking a step back from life, you realize that you actually can control your emotions. Um, a good example of that is um, we had a, a meeting, I want to say this week, this week, I uh, met with my coworkers. We normally plan out what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks. And uh, I noticed that uh, we was a little down. We were a little agitated with each other just because of the situation that we were in. Um, at that moment, I wanted to, I, I said, I told everybody, I said, hey, I want to see everybody smile. And of course, some people smile, some people didn't smile. And of course, I was being a little silly. But what I was trying to convey to my co-workers at that moment is that, yeah, this, this situation is frustrating. No question about it. But we also got to recognize that we are, we can't control our emotions. So, yes, we are frustrated. But what's the point of staying in frustration? What's the, what's the point of resting in frustration? Let's control our emotions and let's manufacture joy. Whether that's just smiling, whether that's cracking a joke, whether that's uh, just, just thinking about the good times or, or anything like that. We are actually more in control of our emotions, more so than we think we are. Uh, we are also in control of our judgments, right? The way that we judge people or the way that we don't judge people, the way that we forgive people. We're also in control of our creativity, our attitude, our perspective, which is huge, right? A lot of times it's not just the situation that harms us. It's the way that we view the situation. It's the way that we perceive the situation, the way that we read into certain situations. Also, our desires, what we want, uh, what we don't want, uh, the things that we do to get those things that we desire. We also control our decisions and we also control our determination. Now, what? What are we not in control of? Uh, According to the book, everything else, right? Like beyond those things, everything else is technically in reality beyond our control. We can't control the weather, at least not yet. We can't control the economy. We can't control all circumstances. We can't control other people's emotions, judgments, disasters, uh, job situations. There's so many things that we can't control. But now one of the keys to success is to know what is up to us and what is not up to us. And then at that moment, we need to focus on doing the things that are up to us as we best can. And according to the book, according to the obstacle is the way uh, the author also says that focusing exclusively on what is in our power magnifies and enhances our power. Now, I know I kind of, went through a lot of philosophical stuff. I want to kind of give you some uh, 
some concrete examples of what I'm talking about. So I mentioned throughout this this podcast that we in Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl Sunday coming up tomorrow. I can't wait. Uh, I guess I gave it away that I'm actually <laughs> recording this on Saturday. I'm hoping to get it out on Monday. But anyway, uh, the New Orleans Saints. So for those of you that watch football uh, or those of you that don't, what happened with the New Orleans Saints is really interesting. They played in the game on the NFC side in order to get into the Super Bowl. It was the New Orleans Saints versus the L.A. Rams. So what happened was, I think it was third down. I forgot what down it was. Um, they were near their goal in order to get a touchdown. They threw a pass. It was incomplete. But what happened was the right receiver got interfered with way before the ball got there. So what was supposed to happen was the referee was supposed to throw a flag, call pass interference, and then give the New Orleans Saints a first down. And what was going to happen after that, more than likely, was they were going to run the clock down, kick a field goal, and win the game. But that did not happen at all. The referee did not call a foul, so they kicked a field goal, but then the L.A. Rams went down, and they eventually won. They, they, I think they kicked a field goal at the end. and went into overtime, and they eventually won. So absolutely heartbreaking for the New Orleans Saints, not only for the team, but also for the fans that are, are just giving their heart to the team. Like, it's just something about football. It's so emotional. Um, so I can only relate. Like, I, I, my pain goes out to them um, because their team didn't go to the Super Bowl because of that missed call. So what I want to talk about is is the things that they could control and the things they can't control. So the things that they could control was, uh, one, they got home field advantage. We were good for them. Uh, two, game planning. Um, three, playing well, not turning the ball over. Um, those, all of the things, those are all of the things that they could control. The things that they can't control is the referees. The referees are beyond their control. They can't call the foul um, themselves. The, only the referees can control those things. So, And I want to give it a quote. Um, so, as I said, the New Orleans Saints, the fans, um, they're disappointed. The whole nation, like everybody in, I want to say 99.999% people in the world absolutely agree that the referees missed a call. And missed calls happens all the time, but this is one of the biggest missed calls of all time. But um, I listened to first take, I think Thursday, Thursday or Friday, and Drew Brees, the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, he was being interviewed on first take. And this quote from him blew my mind. So just to give you another background, I'm a big Atlanta Falcons fan. Um, so I'm not the biggest New Orleans Saints fans in the world because they are a rivals. Um, but, man, this quote absolutely made me a huge Drew Brees fan. This is what he said. He said, there were things in that game that were out of our control. But there were certainly things in that game that were within our control. But that we just fell short. And for me, that's always been the approach that, I ha- that I've taken. That you can't worry about the things that you don't control just worry about the things that you do. That's coming from Drew Brees that missed an opportunity to win another Super Bowl. 
He's saying, look, the referees missed the call. I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm disappointed. But I can't worry about that. That's way beyond my control. The only thing I can control is how I perform, how I practice, how I plan, how I prepare. Um, so Drew Brees, as a true leader does, he's taking all of this in and he 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 feels all his emotions, right? Like he can't help but feel upset. But mentally, mentally he has made the decision to not focus on the things beyond his control. He has decided to work on the things that he can control. Now let's look at the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, they're not Super Bowl, like I said. There's so many things that they can't control, right? They can't control their age. Like, I think Drew, uh, Tom Brady is 41 years old. He can't control how old he is. That's not up to him, right? And, of course, with age comes with different situations, like lower performance for the most part. Uh, at least that's what we normally see in other athletes. Uh, injuries. Injuries are things that they can't control. Like, Rob Gronkowski, he has dealt with so many injuries in his career. Now, what can they control? They can control preparation. They can control practice. They can control how many hours they put work in. They can control their emotions at the most intense part of the game. So what I'm saying with the New England Patriots is that a lot of people actually at the beginning of the season counted them out. They thought the San Diego Chargers was going to go to the Super Bowl. They thought that the Kansas City Chiefs was going to go to the Super Bowl. But what the New England Patriots did was that they didn't allow the things that they couldn't control, control their emotions. They focus on what they can control and let the outcome be the outcome. Now let's take things a little bit, a little bit more personal with like with my life. And I, I want you to take a kind of viewpoint that I'm taking to with my life and kind of analyze your life and see things that you can control and what you can't control. So the things that I can't control I can't control getting a, a raise at my job, right? Like, I could do things that can influence it, but at the end of the day, I am not in control of getting a raise at my job. What if the economy goes bad and they have to have a, a pay raise freeze? Or, or there's, there's so many things that could happen that are beyond my control when it comes to getting a raise at my job. Um, I can't control uh, getting a new position. Right. Like they have uh, they have people in place already with those roles um, that are very much enticing to me. I can't control that. Now, let's talk about the things that I can control. I can study and learn leadership. Right. Like if I want to have a leadership position, I can't make that position happen. But I can prepare myself for that position if it ever comes open. I can study. I can read. I could uh, ask for mentors. There's so many things I could, could do that is beyond that is in my control. I can learn how to communicate and network. I can learn how to express myself clearly. I can learn how to uh, network with others. I can meet others. I can develop relationships with others. I can control my work ethic. I can control how many hours I work. I can control the efficiency in which I work. I can control how focused I am when I'm doing my job. There's so many things I can't control when it comes to that type of things. Let's talk about this podcast, right? Like, I can't control how many people listen to this podcast. Uh, I can't control um, what people think of me, right? I can't control 
there's so many things I can't control. But what I can control, right? Let's take let's talk about that a little bit. I could talk I could control how effective I communicate through podcasts. I can control the outline. I can control the message that I'm trying to convey. So what I want you to do is kind of take an inventory of your life. If you want, you get a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, have two sides to it. Have have a a, a side that says things I can can control and then on the other side have things that says things I can't control and the most interesting thing about that is depending on who you are depending on how much time you give yourself it could be that the side that has the things that you can't control can be bigger than the things that you can control but the things that we learn about life is the things that you can control is so powerful it's so amazing that you can still overcome the things that you can't control and achieve the success that you want to achieve, to have the wealth that you want to have, to have the position that you want to have, to have the influence that you want to have. Like, think about it. Like, if we are able to control our minds, if we're able to control our emotions, if we're able to control our judgments, our creativity, our attitude, our perspective, our desires, our decisions and our determination, we are way beyond powerful. Like, I feel like we 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 saw some of the keys to life. Like, there's a mystery to being effective in life, and that and controlling those things and focusing on the things that we can control is a key component to successful living. The final thing that I want to mention is a quote from the book again in this chapter. It basically says to see an obstacle as a challenge. To make the best of it in a way that is also a choice, a choice that is up to us. So what the book is saying and what I want to convey to you all is that we're going to face obstacles. There's no way around it. Producing a podcast, there's obstacles. Creating a new business, there are so many obstacles. Going back to school, getting A's in schools, getting a new position at your company, get a new job at your company. Uh, becoming an effective husband and wife, becoming an effective and loving girlfriend or boyfriend, being an effective father or mother. There's so, so, so many obstacles that we come across. But we have the choice. We have a choice. We can see those things as a challenge. And if we see things as a challenge, we can also see things as a challenge that we can overcome. And that choice is up to us.